0: Try to get into the topic of instincts a little bit. So the colloquial understanding is that there's something, some kind of reality denoted by the term instinct, and it accounts for the amazing behavior that we see in uh, in plants and animals. Or in plants, maybe that's a that separate topic. In animals and in insects, and some would say even in people. And so, for example, we see birds build nests for their young, even if they're not taught. We see that mother rats. Uh, uh build nests for their baby rats and and, and retrieve them again it's some maybe technicalities but generally speaking uh, without being taught we see the uh, the, the salmon streaming up upstream and we see the birds flying and we see the bears hibernating and in general we see incredibly unbelievably complicated behavior uh the caterpillar uh doing what it takes to become a cocoon to be a butterfly and uh, the, 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 some of the things even uh, if we had some uh Photographic or some better memory, we could recite on the top of the head with uh, some unbelievable uh, steps. Many, 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 many steps, and nobody teaches these insects. Nobody teaches these animals. And uh, as it concerns people, also it, it's commonly held, or many would say that the reason we want to live, it's instinct. Uh, it's just the instinct. and we have an instinct to uh, to, to further the species, and we have a, excuse me, an instinct to eat, and we have an instinct to drink. Excuse me. Uh, and uh, and all of that, uh, right? It's all instinct. So, what's the issue? The issue, of course, is that just because we have a word, doesn't mean that the word explains anything at all. Just like, in fact, gravity. We have a word that uh, expresses the the pattern that we see uh, uh, concerning uh, the certain motions, uh, concerning physical phenomena, uh, but uh, it doesn't explain, causally speaking, anything at all. Uh, 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 no matter how many times we use that word oh it's because of gravity it's because of gravity words don't explain things we have to uh, cognize conceive a reality that a given word stands for so as it concerns this term instinct what exactly is it supposed to stand for what what does that mean that it's an instinct if we simply say further words oh it's in the brain the brain forces it there's a neural pathway these are also just words it's not a conceptual explanation So, what is a conceptual explanation, or potential conceptual explanation? If we see uh, uh, that we see, excuse me, if we uh, investigate our own self and think about uh, why we do certain things, certain things we do because it's pleasurable. Certain things we do because we think it'll make us feel better. Certain things we do we don't know why we do it, but whatever it is that we do, we do it because we want to do it. We have a desire. How it came there? Who who the heck knows, right? It's uh, something psychological, something quote unquote unconscious, uh, some some kind of impulse, some whatever the case may be. But once that desire is there, we simply want to do what we want to do. So we can again re- is reference a, a random term such as instinct, like uh, and say that's why. But that doesn't explain it. Why? What can explain it? Perhaps, as if we say that that's uh, not anything acquired, that that is, in fact, our necessary nature, that that is uh, uh, our our native function, which there's no alternative to. Uh, And consequently, it's not that that it's because of the brain or because of anything like that. Um, And for that matter, once, for for example, uh, certain animals like a frog, you remove its brain. And it can continue to do many complicated things, as we see. Famous case of a chicken that walked around for a very long time without a head completely. And there, there's pigeons that, without a brain, will, will continue doing complicated behavior. So, so we can't reference simply another term, the brain. There's that. So, we'd say, it's a elementary a native necessary function. And uh, and the, the the question is, how does it work? So, we would say that anything that the desire applies to, there must be, a, 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 on some level or, an, or other, an intellectual objective. We say, consequently, that everything that the animals and insects are driven to do by what we would call instinct, quote-unquote, but we would say by, by the fact that they want to satisfy their desires, there's an objective behind it. For example, there's a reason to hibernate. There's a reason to swim upstream. There's a reason for the butterflies to migrate. There's a reason for the caterpillar to turn itself into a cocoon. Everything goes step by step towards some or another end uh, to to have the the butterfly to uh, to reproduce to to get to a warmer climate uh, and so forth and so on. And we see the same thing with us. Uh, we we see that that uh, we we don't have to know about uh, lungs, and yet uh, we have the desire to breathe. We don't have to know about the stomach, and yet we have the desire to eat and to drink. And, and to regulate our body temperature, right, too much heat is, 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 is we don't want it, too, too cold, too much cold, we don't want it, right, why? It's just the, the matter, right, it's just the, like pouring steaming water on a piece of metal where the metal, metal doesn't care, but we do. All right, if we, we react to uh, the uh, broken bones, maybe we we'll be spared, joints, joint issues, breaks in the skin, uh, anything at all that messes with the, the body plan, Generally speaking, aside from given things, anesthesia disorders, uh, rare cases where of pain and sensibility, we, we feel what we call pain. So we see there's objectives there. There's intellectual objectives. It could be explained Why it is, what is going on and what the desire is. You have to eat in order to live, right? But we don't have to know about food or calories or the stomach in order to feel like we want to eat. Why we just want to. We have that, uh, uh, that, that goal is set in front of us. When we're satisfied, it, it can be pleasurable. When we don't satisfy, it, it's painful, but the main thing is the satisfaction of it. So never mind, we don't, we don't have to know. Never mind, the animals and insects, they obviously have absolutely no clue. It's unlikely that they know that they're alive or anything like that. Certainly they don't have an instinct to life. right? As superficially, we may think, oh, the animals just want to live. There's a excuse me, drive to survive. But we would say it's a drive to satisfy desire. And we see by us, we would say, oh, we have a drive to survive. And then some people take their life tragically, gonna bad. So there's not a necessary drive to survive. There's a necessary drive to satisfy desires. And when a person doesn't want to live and wants to take his or her own life, then here she does. And, and unless count doesn't work out, or hopefully, and or there's counter motives and, and, and stuff like that. So we say consequently that. As to there being instinct, uh, there's the, the, the necessary nature of trying to satisfy desires, and the desires are in light of intellectually uh, delineated objectives that we could, in principle, figure out. And as it turns out, it gets a little more complicated because of our psychology, our self-esteem needs, our dignity needs. But with many years of good psychoanalysis, if that's the tool we want to use, we can figure out, in principle, why it is it, 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 it and explain carefully and thoroughly why we do every single thing that we do, why our relationships are the way they are in our likes and dislikes and all of that, and it's all connected. Uh, eventually, what we'll, would we'll be found to be connected to some or another, what we would call self-esteem need of ours. Now, what is that self-esteem need? A way to think about it is that it, it is the fundamental desire to, to expand ourselves, to feel broader, to feel wider, to feel more singular. Whatever contributes to that, we like. Whatever doesn't, we don't like. Whether it's uh, something we can only understand, such as a promotion at work, or something all life can understand, such as no food, or at least animals and insects. Uh, and um, and all of that, right? So, uh, so we see consequently that we could trace back everything, absolutely everything, uh, the way we speak, the way we walk and talk, to, to some or another uh, initial kind of formulation of our uh, uh, of what we we could call our self-esteem needs, if we wanted to call them that. Uh, but uh, of course, the obscured, and now we just have the desire. We simply want to, and more so, more particularly when we don't uh, conform to. uh, The given, what it takes to feel like ourselves, it's painful. So, for example, let's say uh, um, in childhood we adopted uh, because the the particular family dynamics, mom, dad, caretaker was uh, too strict, was something. So we adopted a particular coping mechanism, a certain way we speak, right? A little shy, we're a little introverted, a little extroverted. We had a certain temperament, so things scared us easily. So we overcompensate, some some kind of thing. in our childhood, but now whenever we don't oblige that, we don't feel like ourselves. It doesn't feel comfortable to be ourselves. Let's say we're very used to uh, getting our way. Again, something with many years of, of good psychoanalysis, we could figure it out. Um, uh, our, uh, our mom, our dad, our caretaker, they, they didn't let us get our way. We want to compensate, whatever it is. But now whenever we don't get our way, we don't feel like ourselves. Right? We, uh, we don't feel like ourselves. So even more than it being necessarily a proactive desire, it's it's i want to necessarily have to strive to be like myself and so consequently anything that's in the way of me feeling like myself i'm gonna want to get rid of and anything that i feel like i need to feel like myself i'm gonna want to pursue so for example one person has adopted uh, a a clothing style that makes him or her feel like him or herself based on the the unique again life circumstances and and all that kind of stuff, I'm a little big bone, I want this kind of clothing, I'm a little skinny, I want that kind of clothing, I'm into this thing, I like this kind of clothing. So now, if we see the right clothing on TV, we're going to want them, right? But what does that mean? It means that we calculate that this is a modification, prospective modification of experience that will help us lead, that will contribute to us being in our necessary state, to feeling like ourselves, ourself. Right? Somebody else looks at it, there's no appeal whatsoever, because that's not the way that they use to feel like themselves, right? Somebody would say... Uh, you derive self-esteem from being an athlete. So we see uh, a, a Nike commercial for the uh, really cool new shoes uh, that uh, can help uh, a person work out better. So it's like that will help me feel like myself. This is how I gain my self-esteem through sports. This is how I identify. I, I, I want those shoes. I might order them or, or see if they're cheaper online. Somebody else uh, has derived their. their they built up their self-esteem through their fashion sense. That through their sense of uh, of of wearing only the most I- exclusive. Uh, Jimmy Choo's, Christian Louboutin, you know, Prada, Fendi, Balenciaga, whatever the case may be, the nicest brand. So consequently, a person sees workout shoes like yeah, I don't want that stuff. Are you crazy? I work out in in a five hundred dollar Italian shoes if I, if if I even work out, you know. But the person sees five hundred dollar Italian shoes. The person sees some uh, loafers, French tipped with the the uh, you know the leather of the the best cow and who knows what. Person sees that style, oh, that's what I want, because it'll make me feel like myself. All right? so somebody else, you put that on a, on a home-deprived individual, unless the person was scheming for that stuff, which is very possible. But otherwise, the person is simply used to wear, dressing the way that, the, you know, for 30 years I've dressed like a home-deprived individual. i will feel uncomfortable wearing anything super nice. All right? So it, it can take some time to adapt. But again, not, it won't, might not be that difficult, because those are just based on... For it, it was not impossible, and a person still wants social status and and pride and all of that. So, if a person is able to um, acquire that, it it's, it could be an easier adjustment than than for some other things. But anyhow, we see that um, we have all of these methods, uh, uh, and they 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 uh, form our unique uh, kind of species uh, uh, of us and calculations of us getting what we want. And uh, the the question is, is it good to continue with that or not? So, we would say if we want to. Really, truly, get get what we want, which is the underlying kind of motive of all life and all activity. Then we have to sacrifice our short-term needs of getting what we think that we want. I want the French. I want the. I want the Italian shoes, or the French, or whatever it may be. I want the nice belt, or I want the Nike shoes. I want the this kind of food. I want that kind of food. We have to try to sacrifice that as much as possible, we have to try to discipline ourselves and consequently really truly uh, improve the, the quality of our person, the quality of our thought, the quality of our conceptions, and uh, experience ourselves in the way that we want to experience ourself, and, and, uh, and consequently nullify as much of ourself uh, and our self-striving as we can, as regularly as possible, so you can think about it. Thank you for listening.